0: Okay, here we are good morning (laughs) a little different with worship good job singing some of you I I don't know everybody that that's here of course and and but some of you I know and I, I there's a couple of people that were singing I don't know if I've heard you sing before and you just like well I gotta be on the worship team so I'm in so no that that's great so thanks for just to change up this morning and there's something pure about that isn't it like it, we love our team, and, and, and you know, just things happen. It's just been a crazy few years, right, and all that's going on. Um, if you play any instruments, let, me, let us know. That would be helpful, too. Uh, the, the, the bench is a little low there. But, you know, it's okay, though, at moments like this, because then we're able to go, oh, it's not about the people. It is about the Lord. So that, that there's some purity to, to do that this morning. But thanks for coming in to know it's a little bit different. Um, if you're new with us, you're not the only one. I look around and there's a lot of familiar faces today, and there's some unfamiliar faces. We love to get to know you a little bit. We had that little intro video that kind of talked about that. Um, if you like us to get to know you a little bit, we want to. We're 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 actually friendly people and uh, eager, e- or maybe too eager. Maybe we're too eager. We should be like whoa uh, to to get to know you. But we want we want to be friendly. We would love to connect with you in community. And so um, this morning we had a prayer gathering for before and everything, and I don't know, you wake up, you kind of feel like, you ever, like, wake up, like, oh, you talk about the wrong side of the bed, it's just, like, just, it was one of those mornings, a lot of, a lot of things happening, and it was great with this group of people, for myself, they're going, man, I'm not really feeling it, and so, to get that support, so we do that as a, as a community, not just coming in rows, but we do small groups through the week, just pockets of people that we can connect together and so that's kind of a next step if you're interested just being involved here or if you're brand new with us you're like i i just kind of checking things out i don't know uh but you might have a, a prayer request so we have these little connection cards you can fill out and put some information on there maybe taking some steps in faith we want to help you take that step if you're here i'm not ready to do that that's okay we that we're, we're cool with that so just wanting you you know that we're available but the biggest thing is prayer and if you have any kind of prayer needs, and we're seeing God answer prayer left and right in many different ways. And, of course, He answers not in the way we want all the time, but the way He, he wants to do that. So great to have you today. and It's great to see some old friends here today. So it's just a really awesome time and moment. Uh, we You saw a little clip. This is our last day in a series that we'll be doing called The Chosen Life. And, and, and what's, the whole goal of this is that as followers, or those who desire to be followers of Jesus, what we find is is that that we're chosen by God, but we have a choice in that choice. That God chose us, but we choose to choose Him back. And so we've been talking about the various different choices that we make. And today we're wrapping up, and I thought, since it's Valentine's Day this Tuesday, men, this Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day. Okay, here's a little pro tip don't wait to Valentine's Day to do something. You are going to be really hurting. Supply chain is low, okay? So make sure you plan ahead a little bit. But since it is Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about love. We're going to, today, we're going to talk about choosing love. To choose love. In your notes today, and we also, you can grab them on the screen. Uh, you can t- follow along with us. About choosing love. And it seems like a basic choice. But I've, I've been asking the question, maybe the last couple years, as uh, this, is this is the question, where's the love? Uh, in our world today, and all that we've gone through, the pandemic and racial tensions and political divides, and just so much has happened in the last, you know, last few years, sometimes we get packed pull it back and look. Like, where's the love it's a brutal world that that we live in and and, and there's these demands for rights because we're americans and we need our rights and and it rather than in our pins are out there that we throw in but we're kind of you know guys well, where's the love in all that you know and as in our canceled culture world the church has done it the best we we've come off as judgmental to a world, and that's never been our job. If you want to know what the church's job has never ever been to judge the world. That's not, our, that's not our role to do that. The Bible does talk about judging one another and caring for one another that way and, and helping people. But what's happened in, in, the, in the message of judgment, it's pushed people away from Jesus. And I think that's the tragedy in the last uh, few years is that around us there's hurting, broken, needy people that are kind of going and all of it going, where's the love? Where is it? You know, it seems to be at times, and the sad part of this is people have lost the capacity to love and to, to be loved. Now, I've seen this played out in so many different places what I'll share with you is pretty dramatic, pretty heavy to get us going, but Several years ago, right when I was first youth pastor in, in the Seattle East Side of Seattle area, I, I was invited to help out with a a Bible study at it was called Echo Glen Children's Center, and so it was children that had been are incarcerated from the age of probably six years old to about 16 or 18 years old. Okay, kid prison. Okay, basically what it was. And I, I would go there, and I went into these different cottages and did Bible studies with the, with the youth. And a lot of them probably I was working with, maybe from between 10 and 14 years old were the, were the kids I was working with. And there was one particular cottage I was not allowed to go into. And now the kids I was already working with, some of the youth, I mean, they scared me a little bit. I mean, they, they were hardened criminals. They had done, they were, they had done violent crimes, Okay, that I was seeing, but this one particular the not will going in there because they said, well, that's where the sex offenders are. Children, sex offenders? Yeah. They ninety nine percent of it had been abused themselves, and they were then abusers. And what this is the this is the hardest part I heard in all that experience. There was, they say, yeah, the the the, the, the children there they have a tough time ex- understanding what love is because lo- any kind of expression toward them in love would, would trigger a sexual reaction versus just a normal reaction and it hit me it gripped me so hard that they they did not have the capacity to experience platonic pure love and it just broke my heart that was happening and i know for us that in it, it, we have a variety of backgrounds and different things that you might be able to relate with that a little bit of what you've gone through but i think a lot of us could say that you know we have, we have been shaped. We have who we are today, how we think of the world, our values, our significance—all come back to this very foundation of reality of how we've been loved, how we have not been loved. Maybe you're saying here today, you're, you know, you're watching online. You, you, we can do this. I like kind of keep people at arm's length. I, I just. I can't get close to anybody anymore. I can't do that because I've hurt. I've been hurt so much and so much pain that's happened to you. So I come into this as pretty pretty heavy. I know I come at this a little bit where you know the when when you, especially when it comes to the church where especially where people said they loved Jesus and they said they loved you, but it it just wasn't it wasn't evident. It was quite the opposite. So we're asking this question: Is where is the love? Where where's the love? Well, where's true, perfect, and pure love? And we we know already. We we, we sing about it, we declare it, and, and so we do it again today. We we need to be reminded of that. That that, that this love that is for us and in us in, in, in every moment and every every day. And so what is where's the love? What's this? This is what the Bible says this. This is love. This is love. Not that we love God, but that what? He loved us. Can I give us our last truth of the chosen life is this. We can choose love because love chose us. We can choose love. We get this, we're empowered to choose love because love has already chosen us. It's already been received. What what is it? This is love. Not that we've loved God, that he has loved us. He he went first when it comes to love. That love was proven. It was shown through Jesus. And so the, 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 you understand as we, we talk about love and get the purity of love is that Jesus' very motive of his ministry, why he came and why he actually was so contrasted to the religious culture of his day that it was, it was based on love, but, but a culture of the day was based on rules. And but Jesus only had one rule. It was Love. It was based on all that you, you heard this before. It's the Shema. It's, the, it's a Hebrew expression. Then Jesus expressed it in the, in the, in the New Testament. He said, well, you know, what are all? How do I follow the rules?" And I'm like, oh, no." He said, "This. It's all summed up. Love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself." That sums it all up. All the law, all the prophets, is in one way, and that is love. Everything hangs on that love. He lived this. He proclaimed it and commanded it. And that's why I can't think of a better scripture as we kind of move into, you know, we'll come in here. Oh, by the way, we're moving here into next week. We'll be moving. We call Lenten season. Jake mentioned that. that We'll have a prayer gathering that's coming up. And so next Sunday, we're going to start a new series called... Uh, once for all. It's it's based on the book of Hebrews. We're going to have our growth guides. We're going to have a great season of growing in God's word in a deeper way to really understand that Jesus did it all, com- completed it all, but he did it all through love. And that'll lead us up into a beautiful Easter season that, that's coming up. But Jesus, all that... Easter didn't happen until what he did accomplish and was going to accomplish in fact it was just the night that he was going to be betrayed and the next day go to the cross he had this one last moment with his disciples it was the upper room you can read it in John 14 through 16 it's the upper room discourse and he said a lot in that upper room they did a lot they exchanged a lot I mean there there was a betrayal that happened and all this drama that happened but Jesus shared these words he says all that I've gone through and everything I want you guys to hear this last thing and this is it. He says this, "A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another." So, he's abundantly redundant right there. Like, what's the message? What? He says new command. A new command. You're like new, that love's not new. It was new when it was communicated. The, the, the people back then they knew of that the, the, the command, the Shema was based on love. But he Jesus took it even deeper. He took it in such a relational way that made it new. You know, the word new here is not retrofitted, it doesn't mean like remodeled or anything like that. It actually is a brand new thing. It's the quality of this love that made it new. Love wasn't new. But the act, the 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 action of it, the the application of it, really truly was what was it? It was this: is to love one another. Now, as how as he loved us, this this expression and this behavior was was different. Yes, love was vertical. You love one another, love love horizontal, but there was this quality that he's expressing that was really new to them to, to understand this and, and, and we'll get to that here in a moment. but he says that you must love one another by this everyone know that you're my disciples. How will people know that you're one of my disciples? How will people know how will people know in the world that you're one of my disciples? Well, I, I go to church, I, I, I attend a small group. I, I study my Bible. I I click things and I, I accept things and I and I send memes out to let people know and 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 you know I I I do good I do good things and I'm nice thing. What, what is he saying? He's saying? You they will know the world will know that that you love them by and showing that love by loving one another. That's where the love is. That's where people see it and going, hmm, that's interesting. How those people behave in such a way see there's a lot of things we can do in the name of love that aren't really love right we can do activities and things and, and Paul says this in you know the love chapter in first Corinthians he says you know when you do all these things and you're just not really doing in, in love at all these, these activities these religious activities he says it's like a, gl- a, 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 a clinging a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal it's just a bunch of noise you know, we can make a lot of noise. And, you know, uh, this seems like people have. Christians have made a lot of noise these last few years. Uh, has that helped anywhere? Has that drawn people closer? He says what you do, you, you gain. What do you say? Without love, you gain. Does he even know what? Nothing. That's, that's what Paul says. So three times in two verses, Jesus says, if you love one another, you're truly my disciples. People want who want nothing to do with church or, or church people, people don't care about the Bible, people don't care about religion, people don't care about Christianity, will notice there's something different about us. You know what it is? How they is It's how we treat one another, how we treat one another, care for one another, how we react to one another i got to admit, this morning, there's some things happening. I, I didn't react that way. I remember in my group of prayer. I had to confess, guys, I'm sorry, or, you know, I'm just kind of feeling this way. It's honest and openness, but how we treat one another, care for one another. And, you know, and, and so they look, and, and how they treat one another, they, they'll look at how do we treat our spouse. They'll look at how do we raise our kids. They'll look at, you know, how we work. Are we, are we doing 100% of the work we're doing? When they look at that, going, wow, that person, man, I would hire them. I would, I would work, I would work for them. Heck, I'd maybe let them date my daughter. You know, just that, like, you know, I would let them watch my kids. There'd be different things I would do, and on and in caring for one another. So Jesus made love this this verb, an imperative form of the verb of a command to love. He said, go over there and and love that person. If if if, if Jesus was a marriage counselor, he'd say, hey, stop arguing. Okay? And love each other. It's simpler said than done. I get that. But it really comes down to, it wasn't just commanding, essentially with these guys, to feel something. He was commanding these men to do something. To actually love, define this, is that love is not just a, a feeling that we have. Love is a choice. And we get to choose love because love has already chosen us. You know, we... We try to, and we learn to practice the golden rule, right? Do unto others as they do unto us. And, it's, and there's nothing wrong with the golden rule. Jesus even proclaimed the golden rule. He, he affirmed the golden rule to the, to the people there. But, but it's still transactional a little bit, right? I'm going to love you as I want to be loved, right? So I'm going to love you, and if you don't love me back... Boy, this is going to be a challenge, but I'm going to still let, but we're not, we're, there, there's still this exchange that's happening, and, and it can kind of fall apart a little bit when it's not, a, it's not a give or take, and yet Jesus seems to go a little bit further. He seems to take this, take it to a whole nother level, because you could almost, someone say, call it not the golden rule, the platinum rule, and the platinum rule is this, I, I have loved you, so you must love one another. That, that it's not that, you've, um, I, um, that that this love is based on my love for you, because how many know we we struggle with the capacity to love, but my love for you is based on how I have received the love of God for me to be able to express to you. That's a hard one to, to do, but that's really ultimately what, what, what Jesus is doing. He raises the bar. You know, he raises it up even further that this is a whole other kind of love. This love is, is anchored to me as a person as I have loved you. And how has he loved us? Well, everything points to the cross. How did he do it? That's how he did it. Hey, they, they, now, you know, now, as much as we look at the cross now and how God loves oh, we get it now and how he loves us. Think of these men. Think of these men in this this upper room he was talking about it. They were in denial of what he was going to do. Is he said he was going to die, but he hadn't died yet. They hadn't really seen the completion of the cross and what he was doing. And so, so along the lines, you know, they're like, you know, so, you know, you got, I want you to love as I have loved you. And they're like, well, what does that really mean? I, I don't know if we don't have that dialogue in there, but I'm wondering if he, he could go to each of those disciples and say, you know, like Matthew, remember remember when I saw you, Matthew? You were you were collecting money in the tax taxes, and everybody despised you. You were in cahoots with the Roman government, and you were— you're kind of a slime ball, Matthew. You know, you you really, you know. I pulled you out, and I said, "Come, follow me. I got this. I got this life for you." And I I gave you grace, and I gave you. I expressed to you, uh, Matthew. Could you could you love as I have loved you? Would you be able to love that way? You know, you think of like Nathaniel. Nathaniel was, you know, he was hearing about Jesus, and and Jesus the Messiah coming from Nazareth what good could come from Nazareth you know Jesus says I heard you Nathaniel when you said that I saw you before you knew me under the fig tree and I I knew there was something in you and I called you out of that where you were I gave you grace and extended to you you think he kind of goes down the line and maybe to to each of these disciples he comes to Peter oh Peter (laughs) we go way back Peter We've had a lot. You remember that, you know, the net, and you drop the nets, and you said, "I said, you said, I said, you come follow me." and You did, and there's that moment. And people, I asked, "Who do you think I was?" And 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 I, and you said that you're the you're the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and I, you got it right, Peter. And then right away, I was talking about that I'm going to die for all of mankind, and you said you wouldn't want that to happen, and I had to I had to step in and say, "Get behind me, Satan." You remember that moment, Peter, when I kind of called you Satan, and 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 he's like, "Yeah, you're right." You're like. Peter, can you could you love as I have loved you? This is this quality of love that Jesus is expressing to how they are to do that. They were loved, they were to love as he had loved them. That night, they had no idea that would happen. They didn't fully understand that the next day he, he would fully express how he loved them them. And and there was some extraordinary days that happened after that. Those 40 days after that he rose from the dead and spent time with them. He was showing them how to love. He's showing them and preparing them for the mission. But they had no idea what was going to happen even after that where he said, Go to a place, go gather in a place and and wait for my Holy Spirit to come. And then the Holy Spirit came and this this They were blanketed with love, and this love movement took place, and this love became the very identity of the first-century church, and they leveraged this love, and that transformed the world that we're still talking about it two thousand years later. The following, they, they followed Jesus not. Not about just looking for ways to get closer to God, to dwell with them. What they found is they, they demonstrated their devotion in such a way that they leveraged this love that compelled others to follow as well. And so Jesus says, I have loved you. You are, you are loved by me. And, and almost he's saying this, now you can go live loved. Live love, Live it out And as I have loved you and as you're lived Love, as you're filled with my love, thou go, he says, don't just feel it, but go do it. You know, several years ago, one of my favorite books is, uh, my authors is Bob Goff. And so if you could just read anything with Bob Goff, he's so, uh, for some of us kind of jaded Gen X people, like we're just, we kind of need some bursts of like optimism and Bob will get accused of being too optimistic too too positive right but he's so good he has this line in his book Love Does where he says that love is never stationary and I just love the double entendre with that, right? Like, we're getting to Valentine's, and you remember that? You know, you write in school, you write little Valentine cards, and you put them in. I know in my my elementary school, you had a little paper sack taped to your desk, and then they put them all, the Valentine's in there. He's saying love is not paperwork. Love is not just beautiful little phrases that we say. Love is it doesn't stand still it's not stationary it moves forward it has movement and that's where pure love or that's where the love movement of god uh, takes place so i want to challenge us some thoughts of listen real love is not clever wording it's caring choices we make so we'll get real practical here for a moment choosing love how do we how do we choose love what does that what does that look like well kind of re- referred to this already is that love doesn't Does what religion doesn't. Love does what religion doesn't. One of the painful things I think we hear is if the hurt and the pain of the past. What people have gone through, and again, going back to the horrors of these children that none of us can compare with the reality—that's still happening in our world, around the world, and uh, children and women I mean sex trafficked all the world. Uh, there's 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 still human slavery taking place. I have a friend who was over in Pakistan, and there's these brickyards where men and women are and children are slaves, and they and they and they're trying to liberate. There's there's groups that are trying to buy these brickyards and then bring new ownership so these these people can have a better life to live. It's happening all over our world It's taking place. A lot of hate, a lot of pain that's happening. But the challenge is that this is where it hurts the most. People hurt people and abuse people in the name of religion. And that continues on, and see, we see this happen. Because hurt people, I mean, you know, the, the, religious people. I mean, they can. You can have the right theology. You can have the right beliefs. You can. You never miss church. You know the Bible ins and outs and chapter, you know, different chapters and verses. And you can be good folk on the outside. But guess what? Some of us might have experienced what it feels like to be devalued and demeaned and demoralized and shamed in such a way that people that claim to love Jesus really didn't didn't love. And it wasn't, you know, those that maybe stepped away, those people that walked away, it wasn't that they didn't believe. It had everything to do with how they were treated. And they got hurt, and their heart got hardened. And you know people here today. In fact, you would say that you're here today, and in some ways, it's kind of, you're kind of a walking miracle that you would even come into a church building. And people, like, is it should I even do this? Like, am I going to get hurt again? And yet, I hope that you hear, and I hope that you experience, as many have had, there's a purity, there's a, there's a, there's a deepening of, of really knowing Christ's love that we so want everybody to experience. And yet, it's hard as you work through that. And that's an honest thing where you might be. Now, just the opposite. Some of you might have not grew up in a religious home. Uh, your parents maybe didn't really go to church that much. You, you really didn't have uh, what you would say is a, is a Christian upbringing But there was love in the home. There was care in the home, and there was people that reached out to you. And so you would say there was a mixed bag of things that took place in your life, but you were treated well. And yet we live in a hurting, jaded world that's been difficult for you because you haven't connected. There's love over here, and how does Jesus fit in all of it? But I'm so thankful, not about you, but the, the people that I do look back in my life, the, the parents and the grandparents and the coaches and the teachers and youth leaders and youth pastors and Sunday school teachers, there's a list of people that spoke into my life and in my and who I am that I know at the end of the day I have been loved. And I we we want to see that for everybody, but not everybody's experienced that. And I love how that is lived out. The apostle Paul says when this happens, when we become those people. This is, this is a beautiful thing. He says, so we care for each other because we love you so much. He says, we delighted to share with you not only the the gospel of God but our very lives as well. I think that's so important to realize that we can teach the right things and we can do the right things and act the right way even but it comes down to how we truly love each other and treat each other. Because the gospel is the gospel but the, the, and it's beautiful and it's what we need and everyone needs Jesus but it's, it's what we do with it, and how it, the quality in which we do it, do who we do it with—matters so much, and that we have this opportunity to be the ones that can help help shape that. You know, so when we do that, it's it's really the care that we give one another, even throughout the week. And I mentioned earlier, small groups, having community of people coming together, and 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 had at least a couple of people say, "Well, where are all these groups at? Well, just ask us, and we'll help you connect with the group. We can't even list them all." all that because change and nights move and everything, there's people in this room that would love to invite you to a group. And I know it's a risk to do this, but I can tell you some some of these groups, well I think all of them, are pretty healthy. And and but they're they are with imperfect people. And and, and as you come in there, they don't got it figured out and you don't got it figured out, but you can you can do this is you can love each other. How do we love as as God God loves us through Christ. And, and so it might, be, it might be in practical ways. We've got people here in this room that they, they just had surgery. And I said, hey, how are you getting along? Oh, my small group is providing meals. Uh, people are praying. You know, other groups are saying this is going on. And I, I was in a text group last night, and people say, "Hey, can you be? Can you come around us right now and pray right here for this? What this need? that's going on. That is the body of Christ working together. We choose that. We choose to care. And and this is here's a thought with choosing love. It's doing this. Love does what is needed. Love does what it's needed. When I was in in college, um. Thirty years ago, looking back at it now, uh, Dr. Richard Foth had this quote, and I never forgot it. I've written it different places, and now I kept it. I keep it to not forget it. And it's this. It says this: "Love. What is love? Love is the accurate estimate and the adequate supply of another person's need." I can't tell you how practical that is for me to go, what am I doing? Um, love is an accurate estimate, an adequate supply of another person's needs. What I'm doing is I'm going, okay, how do I love? How do I, how do I, how do I how do I estimate this how this person needs to love? So I'm being other centered. And then how how do I find the ability to love them? What do I need to show my love toward that person? And I think this gets tested in, of course, in relationships. I I uh, mentioned counseling uh, a minute ago that as I've counseled couples over the years, there's kind of a one premise that has seemed to work pretty well when it comes to love because I hear this common thing that couples will say is we've kind of drifted from one another. We don't We don't really have, we, we loved each other at one point, but we've kind of drifted. Our love has drifted. I don't feel it any longer. And when they say that and they're saying that to each other, I say this, I, says, I, I say, what does feelings have to do with it? We're not feeling it. But I said at one point you did, didn't you? Yeah. What happened? And what they found out they did is when when they stopped doing things for one another and showing practical ways to love each other, that's where the feelings drifted. It's very, very practical. So what happened was I, I said to the to the wife, I said, Well, how would you want your husband to love you? Like, well, I would love my husband to to express to me non-sexually expression. I would love him to love me that way, to give me affection that way, not expecting anything in return. And the, and the wife, the husband, so how do you want your wife? It's like, well, if she would actually, like I really did enjoy her making meals. Like she just stopped cooking. She was just done doing that. I said, once you guys go do that, that this week, go do those two things. And they came back together and they said, hey, that kind of works. Now you look at them like, are they faking it? Are they like, no? What they're doing is what they're doing. What love does, not just what love feels. And guess what? Over time, the feelings came back. So I don't know if that fits you when it comes to you, how you love your kids, how you love your parents, how you love your friends. It's that practical. It's a value, it's an accurate estimate. Of uh, adequate supply of another person's need that you're figuring that out now how do you love each other how do you know that well I don't, I don't know how to love you until you tell me you know there's a, there's a five we have it up here five love languages a great little tool by the way if you've never done that before what is your love language and the, the five love languages are gifts quality time words of affirmation acts of service and physical affection all make up and you might have one that's a little higher than the other find each other's love language And if you don't know, ask, okay? Old dad joke, okay? Ladies, old dad joke here. Men have ESPN, but they don't have ESP, okay? I know that's so cheesy, but it's so true. Well, he should know. He doesn't know. He is clueless but we've been married 25 years he still doesn't know he really doesn't well he stop he doesn't know you need to tell him in a nice firm but gentle way honey this is how i like to be loved oh is that always well you know that's yeah (laughs) that's how it's been and and men ask okay And, and it goes both ways on that just be practical and do those things and pretty soon you know, when you felt like you kind of lost that love and feeling it can come back it really can love that way love does what is needed i'm so glad that god loved me the way i needed to be loved another way is to say this for god so loved that he accurately estimated I was a sinner heading down the road of destruction and and hell, and he adequately supplied me Jesus, his very son, to save my sorry soul. He did that for us. He he modeled it for us. And with that, we go, we're going to love. Now, how do you love everybody? Well, that's a tough thing to do. And I've learned this in a practical thing is this. Love does what we wish we could do for all. Love does, for one, actually, what we could wish we could do for all. Personally, I'm overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed by people's needs. And, you know, if you're if you're wondering what life is like for me, there's a lot of you, okay? There's a lot of people. There's hundreds of people who literally come through our doors a month. And not every—well, my heart is that everybody does find love. I can't love each other personally. But I can, I can love some, I can even do for one, I wish I could do for all, because maybe that one then will go love someone else and care for someone else. Jesus modeled that to us. Have you noticed that you ever wondering, like, if you were Jesus, wouldn't you just kind of like, you got all the power in the world, why don't you just touch people and just heal people along the way? Like, boom, 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 you get, you get healing, you get this, you know. And, you know or, or just snap the fingers, or just look at everybody, and everybody's healed. The 5,000 people he gathered, why didn't you do it that way? What was he going on? Well, he was about his kingdom. He was trying to do it. He had purpose when he was doing. So he literally at times stepped over people in the pool of Siloam and touched that one person that needed healing. God has purpose in that, and it's the same for you. You you can't can't reach the whole world, but the people in front of you can. You know, we're overwhelmed with that. Well, what, what did you see? He said he forsake the ninety nine and just for the one to be reached. And the, the need's overwhelming. Sometimes it's so overwhelming, this is what we do. We do nothing. Oh, it's too much. Well, James challenges and warns us of this, of our faith. He says this. Supposedly a, a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you say to go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? It's the same way. Faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is Dead. It's dead religion when we don't do that. Now, meeting people's needs is a tricky thing. Some people think this is what they need, but actually you need something maybe in a greater way. They might need to be empowered, and just handing people money is not a great thing when they have an addiction. You know, they have dysfunction in their life. Just giving them more can actually cause more pain and problems for them and the people that love them. So if you're in need today, we want to help you if you have a need. We have practical ways and steps to help you with physical needs, spiritual needs, emotional needs that are there. We want to be wise into it. We want to help, though. That's the church, helping together. And, and you know, people, I remember I used to get people, My this is my old church, we'll blame the old church, they used to say this, they used to say, they'd call the church and says, the church needs to go and visit this person in the hospital. I'm like, the church, okay, don't you go to our church? You are the church. So once you go visit as the church, and thanks for letting us know, we'll pray and we'll try to pop by, but I'm not the church. You're the church, right? We're going to help each other. care for. There's like over 40 different one another's. Carry each other's burdens, you know, uh, love one another, pray for one another. We're all in this together that we're doing this. So what can we do? We can't do it for everybody, right? Well we can do it for one. And here's here's a practical step i encourage you this week of choosing love is pick a person and, and meet a need. Pick a person and meet the need. Here, here's your action this week. I will blank by doing blank. I will put a name in there this week. Who will that be? Who will be the one person that you'll reach out to? I will love my wife. This week. So, this is examples. I will love my wife and make her lunch every day before she goes to work. I'll pack her lunch. I will love my friend by spending time and listening to them this week. I will love my child or grandchild. What are, what are you going to do there? I'll get on the floor and play with them. I'll pick up the, the game. And they're always on that video game. Well, once you play with them and embarrass yourself as you try to play that game. I will love my new coworker and be patient in their training. I will love the new person that's sitting next to me. I'm gonna take a couple minutes and get to know them a little bit and and, and get their story. Make intentional steps, but do it in these in, in these ways and be ready at moment's notice to love. How do we do that? How do we have the capacity to do all that? Well, we love not as other people loved us. That's the golden rule, but the platinum rule is, is to love as we've been loved and we begin to find the capacity to do this. Finally is this, love does then what has already been done for us. Love does what's already been done for us in our consumer driven world, we we think of kickbacks. And and yet God God's kingdom doesn't work on kickbacks. It doesn't like, "Oh, well, I'm going to do this for people and then it's going to come my way." Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. That's the test where love is. Sometimes we don't experience the fruit of our labor, but we just know that when we've been loved already and we live love, then we're we're good. We're good. Is is other people loving us back a bonus? Absolutely. Do we need that? We sure do. I mean that, that does get a little, but at the end of the day, we know we're loved by God. It's not easy. And here's the thing, it's not easy loving those who have loved that love you. It's not easy loving you. It's not easy loving me. And and we're challenging loving those that don't always give love in return. You might be in a situation where you're trying to love your spouse and they're not giving a whole lot of love back. You're trying to love your child, and they don't call you back. They're not even responding to you. They 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 slam the door and they say, "I hate you." Because you know, I've had that happen. You 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 know, your 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 child and caring for them they just seem needy all the time in their in their little age, and they're not really. It's, it's just the way it is. But we love. We see, We keep loving them. We love that coworker. We we love that person, even though they did not express that love back. And here we go even further. This is the hardest thing about love. Jesus says, "Don't just love people that love you." Love people that are not like you, but also love people that don't even like you. Huh? What, what's that? He goes, well, he said, love your enemies. Enemies, yeah. Well, why would I do that? Well, because I loved you that way. Jesus, the, the Bible says in Romans that we were once enemies of God. And that that even though he, we were enemies, what did he do? He loved us. he demonstrated his love through the cross. So when, when if you want to know who's, who, who, who was enemies, we were. And, and 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 God pushed through that and worked through that. And then the cross shows us now now we're friends with God. Now we're to do the same. Not easy, but that's that's what that's what well that's what love does. I don't feel it. That's not that's not the point. It's it's what we do. We love as we've been loved. And here's the thing, we won't get it perfect. Whew. We're not gonna get it perfect. Um, I, I I tell you, I've I've loved, I've reached out to people. Um, I remember one time, several years ago, a person in our church—they wanted me to reach their parent, their you know—and then they kind of disappeared. And I literally thought they wanted me to kind of, you know, help them and call them a few times. And pretty soon, they—they they left them. They—they they called me back real quick and says, "If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to call the police, and I'm going to get a you know restraining no contact order." I'm like, I've never been issued that before. Like, I'm like your pastor. Like, what happened? You know? And I like I look at that like did I fail at loving them? Did I try too hard? I don't know. That's only one time I've had when people say, "Don't love me." I get you're, you're loving me too much. Okay, I know there's a smother mother thing there, part of it. But but we this is what the cool thing about what the Bible's about love. Love never fails. I'm not wrong in loving when I'm when I do it in love in the name of love. Now again the quality is it doing it because I feel good about myself and am, am I loving the way not just the way they need to be loved. But I'm loving them the way God wants them to be loved because I'm already loved. The, the capacity of love come through God to us to others, and I don't, I don't. You can't fail in love because again, love never fails. In a moment here, we're going to close in a song here together. I want you to take this all in because you have stories and you have people that you know in your life that have a difficult time loving. They're hard to love you might be here today and then you're going ah, i'm kind of tough to love that's okay that you can admit that again it's it's a combination of where you are your your quality of where you are of love is based on how you were loved or not loved in life how you were hurt how what you've gone through but but there is there's a mix that's here today but there is hope in that in that love you know i mentioned you know the years we were working with children and youth at the the, the t- detention center during that time, Christy and I were was our first youth pastor. We were youth pastors at this church in Bellevue. And we loved these students in such a way, but they came from some pretty rough situations. And we remember this one girl, Kristen, and she would come in, and we had jumped in right away helping her and her mom and sister get out of an abusive situation with the dad. And I don't know if this was the best way to do it, but we basically helped them move when the dad was at work it was such a bad situation we helped him get to an undisclosed location to get away from him, he was that abusive I don't know the level of abuse that that Kristen went through, but the irony of her dad would pay for her Taekwondo lessons. I'm thinking, yeah, to protect her from yin. You know, that was so ironic, and it meant she was a tough cookie. She'd, you know, black belt, breaking bricks, like, okay, I, the guys were a little intimidated to date her, okay? Um, but she had this tough exterior, just, but such a tender, broken heart. And my wife would come and try to give her a hug, and, and she would push away, you know, and then, then a few minutes later, she'd come and grab my wife and give her a hug. She wanted the love, but didn't have the capacity to the love. And we loved her through that and cared for her, and then it was our time to leave, and I mean, she didn't respond well to that, but at the end, she she made dinner for us and appreciated us, and we we separated out, like this different season. Imagine 20 years later, Facebook comes on the scene, and all these people that find you, and there was Kristen now. She she was married, married to a guy named Dan, by the way, uh, who was in our youth group, and she was showing a beautiful expression of, of the faith in Christ, and it was a, you know, I just saw the other day She, she had her birthday She's 40 something like now Like who's old She's middle age and, and that happens And I say all that is I don't know the Christians in your life I don't know if they're 16 or 36 or 76 There's people in our life They're just tough to love And would we consider Would we pray What would we believe That God would help us to love them How? how what we can offer them? No But how God has loved us and that we would choose to love them based on that love that we have. So as we close again, I got to ask the question, where's the love? Where's the love? This week people don't need your opinions of their situation. They just qu- well, I need to tell them that. Sure, they need to know that, but is that your is that your job or is your job to love them and listen to them and open up the opportunities to then speak the truth? and love. Let's start with love first. Let's look for ways to love them, not just how they want to be loved, because that's not, that's not always the case, but how God wants them to be loved and experience that, that Lord would give you the capacity to do that. Can I remind us one, one more time how to do this? We choose love because love shows us, this is it. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. How did God love us? This much. We used to tell our kids when they're little, we put their arms out in their crib or in their, in their beds and say, how much does Jesus love you? This much. This much. It's a cross. Look at it says, and, and God then sent his son as atoning sacrifice for our sins. How did God love you? He loved you this much. And now we are called to love as we have been loved. And I want you to hear this prayer as we close. I, want, I sense the Lord this week is just putting this prayer together that I would say that myself included. Sometimes it's almost like I, the, God's love doesn't penetrate me well enough. Like I'm not always, I feel like I'm, I'm not saying I'm repelling it, but it's not penetrating. It's not getting in me at times. That how truly I'm loving. You can say God loves you. I know that mentally, but I always feel it. So you might be here, or you've had some hurt and pain and circumstances beyond what you can even comprehend, Will you hear it today? Will we be reminded all of us? And here's my prayer that helping. In fact, this is why I sense, if I could be so even risky to even give what maybe God would be saying to you this morning. God, the Father, speaking to you. And here it is. You can, in fact, invite you to close your eyes as you as you hear this. My daughter, my son, come sit with me. Get close. Get closer that I can speak in your ears softly but clearly. I love you with an everlasting, deep, and perfect, and pure love that no one in this world could could even come close. Choose to dwell in my love. Even when hell is at your doorstep, my love will surround you, protect you, empower you, and set you free because my love isn't just an important to you to know my love is everything come into my arms of love today will you pray with me the danger this morning of this message is to say the word love 500 times as it's been spoken the tragedy is to not really experience it and God I just pray for people here today I pray that that some way somehow your spirit would bring them in a place that they can come by your grace to really believe those words how much you love them that some way somehow, Lord, Your Spirit would 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 penetrate them in such a way that they would they would know and understand and, and and maybe, Lord, just even look at the historical record of Jesus You coming and proving Yourself as the Messiah and dying for all mankind's sins. That that would be enough. That they can choose Your love because You chose them already of that perfect and pure love so I pray for that here today. In fact, if there's anyone that has not experienced that love and know the love of Jesus and what you've done for him, Lord, maybe today they could say yes to you, Lord, today. Yes to you, Jesus. We pray for them. We lift them to you. Yes, Lord, be my Lord. Be my Savior. I want to experience that love, that love that would transform me from the inside out. That I know as I am being loved that it, that I can, I can then have the capacity to love. Lord, we're having a tough time loving each other these last few years. In some way, somehow, the church, we, we've missed it. We've missed it. At least in America, we've missed it because it is all about that. It's not what we need. It's what you want. It's your love penetrating your lives. Is the movement. It's not stationary. It's a movement that you want to do in us and through us. And that's proven, Lord, by our love for the, a love for one another that will show the world of your great love for them. Lord, that we're not called to change people. We're not called to convince people of anything. But if they could experience your deep, wonderful love, that somehow we would be able to reach out to them and care for them and bring them into that place. Lord, it's not our ways. It's not our ability to do that. It's only when we are absorbed in your love to be able to do that. Lord, help us to love the hard people this week, maybe ourselves included, that God, we would be able to have that capacity to love as we have been loved, Lord. So may we go with that challenge. May we live it out, Lord, and see the evidence of how that will look and the way we would do it according to your goodness and your jesus name amen before we sing i want to i want to make this declaration to you so it's god's love god's love his capacity of love he's loved you he's loved you here it is because of that here it is go ahead and let's put this up dear friends since god so loves you we ought to love one another no one has seen god but if we love one another god's God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. That is our challenge. Complete through us this week to a world that desperately, desperately needs it. Will you stand as we sing this of his love? We proclaim the king of our heart, the king of love here today. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's late week. Let's live it out. If you need some prayer this morning, we're here available. Let's close in the song before we leave. Have a great day.